Hello and welcome to episode 69 of Zion's Finest. This is Kenny Brown and I am joined by Lucas Davidson. Hello. Lucas is here to give... Lucas, what should, I mean, we got to give this guy the proper introduction. Lucas is the U.S. national champion, a well-deserved crown. Although for those of us who know or fear Lucas, none of us are very surprised. But this is going to be an awesome episode. Luke, we're going to have Lucas give a report on his... Um, showing at u.s nationals it was held at nova which is on the east coast it's a tournament that it's a charity tournament actually it's a really really cool thing that they do on the east coast in the dc area and they've got tons of things going on there it's not just ffg stuff i mean there are tons and tons and tons of um different uh games being supported i guess i shouldn't say tons but it's a big deal it's it is a it's a big con i've known about it for years mostly related to x-wing and then once we got into ia ia but there's lots of things that are going on. It's a really, really, really cool event. But before we get into that, we just, again, we want to encourage everyone to join us on the Slack channel by sending an email to zionsfinestia at gmail.com and by supporting us on Patreon, going to patreon.com slash zionsfinest. Lucas, before we get into your report, I suppose we should have you introduce yourself for our new listeners. Hi, uh, my name is Lucas Davidson. As Kenny said, I've been playing IA since uh, a little after it launched at, at, at various levels. Um... Uh, what else? I, I generally play Empire, as that is where kind of my, my heart is with this game and with most things in the Star Wars universe. Um, we had Lucas on. He, he, this is your third appearance. He, he came on to give us a two of our most, like to date, our most downloaded episodes have been Lucas coming on. He is, Lucas is, because of Lucas's background in terms of him being a genius and playing lots of games, he's got an incredible strategic intuition in terms of like making figuring out how to make games work and so we've had lucas on i'll put links in the show notes for his two previous episodes if you have not listened to them i strongly 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 encourage you to do so you will very much enjoy it so that for most of us who are maybe not so active on the slack channel that's where they will know you from but yeah and also again to remind people lucas lucas has was the one who how many regionals did you win last year four or five three Okay, whatever. I mean, we I just counted up to eight million. So, any uh, let's see. Brett walloped me in the first one. I had a nice sandwich of three, and then I had a, then I had a nice sandwich of three. Oh, that's right. That's right. You won yep. the Texas. You 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 traveled. You won to Texas. You won one in North Carolina, I believe. Was that right? Yeah, we wandered down there to see uh to see Ryan and Terry yeah. and and those guys and um. And uh, one in Connecticut. That's so awesome. Man, I'm alive. Yeah, I, I, I had no idea who Lucas was, except that he was going around winning all of these tournaments. And so he is, he is every bit as good of a man as he is a player. So it, is, it has been a treat to watch him crush everybody. It's, uh, especially this one. Um, I'm not going to lie. Winning this one was sweet. <laughs> good, uh, good. I there were a bunch of absolutely fantastic players out there, and as as we start to get into it, um, I in the let's see in like the nine rounds that there were because there was uh, s- six rounds of Swiss and then cut to top eight. I played one person who was new, <laughs> and the other games were all people who I had. Uh, who, who I'd battled with before in in either regionals or at larger events. So it was a 
it was a heck of a field. Yes, indeed, indeed. I mean, Nova has we've we've talked about this for X-Wing and for IA. Nova has kind of served as a major benchmark in terms of like the post-worlds um pre-regionals like meta check, right? Like we know because for both X-Wing and IA, a lot of the really, really good players are concentrated on the East Coast. So Paul Heber with X-Wing, obviously you, Brett, James, you guys all are on the East Coast, right? You guys are all able to make it to this tournament. And there's just a lot of, there's, there's um, good player density there on the East Coast. So everyone shows up. We kind of get to see where the meta is at. Now this year for IA, it was a little different because Lothal had, you know, Lothal is going to kind of change everything up. But it was still, I mean, the the field was incredibly competitive. So, yeah. And there's, uh, as we get into the, to going through the actual tournament there, uh, the one thing that really, that I really learned about, about this time was, uh, I changed my definition of luck a little bit Hmm. because, and, and, We'll sort of see as we as we go round by round. Um, I got incredibly lucky in a way that I am not used to seeing. Right, generally when we think of luck, especially in IA, we think of good dice rolling, or I drew the right command cards at the right time, um, yep. or my opponent's dice went cold, or he didn't have the right command cards. Yep. What happened? What happened at Nova is I got incredibly lucky about getting the right map mm. and mission versus. The right matchup yeah um so kind of kind of starting it off round one i am uh again i'm lucky enough to have a buy from some of my regional play this year so i get to kind of relax um brett loses his phone randomly i get to help him find <laughs> that uh a buddy forgets a r2d2 model so i go bug nate um who was judging Nate Risley. Yep. Um, who deserves many, 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 many shout outs. Yes. He is he is great people. And yes. him, Tony, and Jason, who were judging the event, all did a fantastic job all day. And uh it was like as far as I could tell, it was run super smoothly. Yeah. Um so yeah, so so, so round one I kind of get to to move around a little bit, get some of the nerves out, chat to a few of the people who are playing. Um, and with the judges, and see, it looks like a ton of rebel and a good amount of scum hunters. And then the the eye catching thing was the the sort of the Carolina swarm that Ryan and Terry brought up. Yeah, um, and since I I hit both of them in Swiss, so we'll talk a little bit more about that <laughs> as as we get through it. Awesome, awesome. Um, well, yeah, just give it give it to us. Round two starts. I am playing a, a gentleman by the name of Greg Riggins. This was the first, this is the only time I play someone who I hadn't um, battled with or been beaten by before. So he is playing a, uh, a Han Ahsoka list. He has Mac in there for a second spy. He has a pretty full support package. I'm probably missing one or two of the figures um, because my memory is kind of leaky. And sure. we are playing on uh, Rogue AI. Oh, I should mention okay. what was played in the buy was the stand by the boxes on Moss Eisley. Okay. It was mildly uh, annoying. Yeah, uh, stashed um, away. As I was really hoping one of the Uskru maps would be 
that I just yep. wouldn't have to deal with it. Yep. So he is playing um, Hanasoka, Mac for the extra spy, some support, and another figure, maybe Jin. Um, I'm not exactly, I don't exactly remember. Okay. I am playing uh, Unshakable Vader, and I'm playing kind of the the list that everyone sort of settled on here as what was probably the best all-around list, which is yeah. Vader, two units of jets, a regular riot trooper who is cross-trained, a couple officers, and then Unshakable, Rule by Fear, and Zillow. As we, as we uh, have said... Um, Lucas repeatedly and as deserve um, deserves additional refrain. You and James were the ones who were, I would say, really pushing the Vader meta along, especially in the United States. It was it was you guys who I think did a really good job about popularizing Vader and especially the unshakable Vader. So I want to um, somebody else figured out the unshakable before we did. Okay, tell. I don't remember. I don't remember who it was, but right. I remember seeing like a regional report from Houston. And then when we rolled down to North Carolina, a bunch of other people were playing with Unshakable, but with kind of less, I don't want to say optimal builds, but with, with different builds like okay. Vader, Unshakable Vader and two E-Centuries or Unshakable okay. Vader and a Swarm of Riots. Um, okay. So I, I think we played it a bunch early and we played it a bunch very aggressively. Mm-hmm. And then and then I, I think our, both of our comments were, it's like, hmm, man, it's easy to stun Vader. Yeah. And, and so I was like, well, we have a solution for that. And, uh, and when news, when news circled back around, we're like, oh yeah, that's, that's a strict improvement. Um, yes, indeed. so we, we adopted that change, uh, pretty much as soon as we saw it because it was just a, just a good idea. Yeah. Um, the command deck itself is tilted more towards, um, trooper cards than it is necessarily towards Vader cards. Okay. Uh, the only things I think I put in for Vader especially is we had the two parting blows, although the riots could use this as well, yep. looking for a fight and dark energy. So I'm mm. not running things like Force Rush or Force Leap or okay. Force Surge. Okay. Because um, I want to play a little bit more aggressive Vader than yeah. I have been in the past, and playing more aggressive Vader means he's probably going to die. So I don't yeah. want all those dead cards to be there in addition to the 13 points I'm handing out. Great point. Great. Point. Um, so we get into round two. The map is Tarkin rogue AI. Uh, oh boy. This is a pretty strong matchup for me. Yep. I have the bodies and the movement to dominate the metal and score a lot of points. Yep. Um, he is playing a bit more fragile list as the, rounds go on we start to fight in what i think of as the top which is the area where like the red and green terminals are um yeah. red and green the yellow and green terminals are um i have a he does one super cool thing where i had kind of a a clear line to sneak in and bushwhack ahsoka with vader uh yeah. and i had the combo in hand so i i wonder in punch ahsoka um eight points of damage okay um it's a good thump it was a good thump i play disorient because she's focused and Mm -hmm. i want him to like to either i I, I want him to burn the cards because i haven't seen on a lamb i haven't seen any of this other good stuff um he negates disorient i was like okay Okay. that's 
That's all right. Well, I didn't get her focus, and I didn't burn cards, but I have the rest of the parting blow combo, so the the focus is probably or the like the focus is probably gone anyway because I'm probably just about to thump her again. Yeah, I play looking for a fight. I know it's good now because um, negation's gone. Yep, I, I shovel her over one, and I play parting blow. And he negates parting blow. Or not negates, he calms disrupts Calm parting disrupts. blow wow. because Ahsoka's go. still alive and Mac's still on the board. Yep. So that was like that was a major head scratcher. Um he then wails on Vader with Ahsoka. He gets like seven or eight through on that oh, focused yeah. one. It's like I rolled not a lot. He rolled a lot on the re-roll. And then uh, and then he shuffles away. He shuffles Ahsoka next to Mac and some support. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have some jets there that could grenade and overrun that cluster of uh, Ahsoka, Mac, and the support figure. I think it was R2. Okay. Um, and I'm able to completely ignore Han. Uh, yes. I think in a lot of ways that Han is the new Vader. If yeah. I can just never shoot at him and try and limit him to one attack around, um, I'm a very happy person. Yeah. I mean, two, two max, right? Like, yeah. let him get his, uh, unless you've got some serious, serious value that you're going to extract from hitting him, which is rarely the case. Yeah, the only, t- the only scenario that's dead enough to make me want to go after Han is the one that's um, very close to an automatic loss for me anyway, and that's the Uskru droid mission. Mm. Everything else is live enough that I can probably score 10 points on objectives. Yeah, good point. Um, so, so that kind of solves itself, fortunately. Uh, and anyway, I score, um, I score a bunch of points on objectives, making this stupid token bounce back and forth. And the game ends at I think in the towards the end of round three, um, forty to mid twenties. Okay. So, uh, on one hand, he played really well and definitely did some neat things. Uh, and certainly kept me from just removing his valuable pieces with the command card support, with the spy yeah. splash. Yep. Uh, but I was able to dominate the middle. Yeah. I move on to round three, and I'm playing against uh, Terry Floyd, one of the North Carolina yep. guys, great guy. Yep. And he and Ryan are playing the same thing. And this list is magical. Um, I love it. It is two elite riot troopers. There's four riot troopers. Four... Regular groups of riot troopers. So there's eight more riot troopers. <laughs> a couple of officers, Zillow, Rulafir. Oh, um, man. But, and this is like the first, you know, so we're going to, we're going to back up one. Um, getting rogue AI versus kind of a fragile rebel list was like, that's a good matchup. Yeah. Right. Round three, it's the Uskru droid mission. Um, and, and I even like, I'm talking to a buddy and I say something a little louder than I should when the round is called. Like I say auto loss or something like that, or like I've lost. Um, but I, I say it accidentally too loudly and I get a couple chuckles from around me. Um, <laughs> but I run up against the list that has like, that wants to be just as close as I do. Right. Yeah. So this is a huge boon. Instead of playing something like Han Rangers on yeah. this mission who are just going to pick me apart and kite me around in a circle for yep. 30 minutes or, or until I decide to go get lunch. Um, we, we get to have a good old fashioned tussle in the middle. Yeah. Uh, so he does, 
a fantastic job of kind of managing the board state and the line of battle um, and keeping it so it is very tricky for me to remove a whole group at once. So he has his choice on reinforcement and he does end up Mm. reinforcing twice. Um, Man, that's value right there. Yeah. And it's, uh, but I had like at the top of turn two, um, I think in turn two, Vader swung his lightsaber three times and choked either once or twice. Oh man. This is one of those, like, uh, he tried to move a riot past Vader. I used parting mm-hmm. blow. Yep. Um, I moved Vader towards the middle and face to face into an elite riot. Like I removed the elite riot or I did a bunch of damage to him. Um, yeah. After you know, using unshakable to unstun Vader from the parting blow. Mm. He moves somebody else in his backfield past Vader. I play the second parting blow. Mm. End of the round, I choke a riot who had taken three off the map. So Vader just does a huge amount of damage. Um, like I think he gets eight points in riot troopers alone in round two. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, and, and I'm able to like do a little bit of kiting myself, although we're about as close range as each other. The jets can go backwards, right? They're gonna be moving yep. about six. Um yeah. and while this can't I can't keep his riots entirely off of me, I can limit what they're able to do. Um mm. I'm able to get an early droid kill where he spends two officers in a regular riot and puts like three damage on a droid. So I get six points that way. Um, okay. We end up, he ends up calling it, I think it was like 28 or 30 to eight. Um, mm. and, and we both wander off to get, to get an early lunch. Okay. The score there was not indicative of how close that game was. I think sure. I have like two or three figures on one point of damage. Um, he had two droids that were, um, that were close, but I also had a droid that was close. And I think when, when, like when we mathed it out, it would have like, I would have hit 40 and he would have hit about 20, I think. Was yeah. The way that yeah. And, and that's a really hard matchup for him, right? Cause he's yeah. got all these figures who really cannot, like you say, he's also got to get close and it's going to be really tough for riots to do more than one to two damage to Vader. Right. And that's assuming even they get a little bit lucky. So that's just, that's tough. And so they're just not I mean, going to attack Vader. Yeah, and he, Vader just, yeah. And he rightly makes that decision very early. It's like, I'm not going to touch Vader. I'm going to, nope. I'm just going to cripple the rest of your list. Yep. Um, and, uh, and, and he starts off really dangerously too. I forgot about this as we open the door and he takes to move a dude four or six with urgency. I don't remember. And then throws a grenade, which hits five figures for three. Oh my goodness! So I'm looking at like, like it just removes an officer, and I think like like two like f- I don't remember if it's all four jets or like two jets and two riots because I'm all clumped up by one door. Yeah, uh, and I'm like, Ugh, that's that's no bueno. Um, <laughs> that's not the that's not the start we want. Yeah, no. But uh, but again, I'm able to kind of like slowly fall back. I have to give him a couple of the jets, but. Yeah. Um, it was, a, it, was, it was a really good game. Um, good. And this is another example, right, of just about any of the other matchups, any of the Scum Hunter matchups, any of the uh, Han, like Han Ranger or Han Dracada matchups. That map is, um, like, I might win one out of ten times. 
Yeah. Right. But because I ran into a list that needs to be just as up close and personal as mine, uh, like I got super lucky in that matchup. Yeah. And it was still a very close match. Um, Yeah. So we, round three ends. I'm three and oh, we break for lunch. Um, we come back and I am playing a friend of mine from, uh, from Jersey. This is a guy who, who I play against most of the tournaments. Uh, Nick Bodner, he plays a very good Han Chewy build. Um, yep. he's played the same thing at least pretty much all this year. Yep. Uh, he came in second to, uh, in, in the Connecticut regional, um, where he beat James in the, in the semis. And then he played mm-hmm. me very close in the finals there. Uh, he knows what I'm playing just as well as I know what he's playing. Um, yeah. So, and he, he's really good at denying you the target that you want to go hit. Yeah. Um, we're playing, it's, it's the other Tarkin map. Um, it's mm-hmm. Tarkin weapon pickup. The MVP of this game for me is a regular riot who picked up a red crate. <laughs> there we go. And then he just marched forward. And, uh, and, and and got well more than his points worth. Uh, this is another scenario where I'm able to play the middle uh, a fair amount and generate significantly more points off of objectives than my opponent is. Um, he, I have to spend a lot of time dancing around Jin um, mm. in this one. Uh, and I like... I have to move jets in a way that blocks line of sight. Um, I don't remember if it was this or the other, but there was one time when he has initiative and I'm like, okay, I'm safe. Right. Because uh, it rolls around to my turn. I activate Vader who's in line of sight of Jin. Um, he has initiative. So his like start of an activation effects go Stuff first. Stuff is going to happen first. Yeah, yep. So he can shoot Jin. He does a couple points and stuns Vader. Then my start of activation stuff, I can sit down unshakable, yep. pitch a card, kill the stun, and go about my business. Um, and this is another time where the uh, the fight happened mostly around that like that yellow and green terminal towards what I think of as the, to the top of the map. Yeah. Um, I did a fair amount of damage to Chewie. He tucked him away. I think it was face-to-face. Let me get to him anyway mm. to finish him off. Um, again, I didn't really bother Han very much. And uh, and, and we, we traded material after that, but I had an advantage on objectives. Okay. Uh, I think it ends um, 40 to low 30s or 40 to high 20s. So close. It's close That's game. a close game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but now I'm four Oh, and this was kind of the, the, the magical point, uh, cause there are going to be three four O's or three four twos that make top cut. And if okay. you've done, if you've gone through it so far, like because of the way Swiss works and strength of schedules works, you're pretty much guaranteed it. Um, I was confident enough in my tournament math that because I'm going to play another 4-0 in round five, and then I'm going to probably play a uh, another 4-1 if I lose mm-hmm. round five, yeah. and that's going to push and me. We, in. I, so, so the yeah, stress exactly. is, the stress is off now. 
Um, I've made top 16 for the Tarot Hero card. I am yep. fairly confident in my Swiss math that I have made top eight. Um, life is good. Yeah, and uh, at Worlds, I do not know how many times Lucas had to explain to me the math in terms of how Swiss... Or, like, I, I felt like, I'm like, okay, Lucas, so if I lose now, like, what are my odds of getting in? And even in, so my last game, I had lost a DT in round six. So my last game was against Brandon Kiocho, who went on to go top four. And I was like, okay, so do I need to win this game? Lucas was like, you do not need to win this game. And I was like, okay, I need to win this game. And so I just like, I couldn't, I, I don't know why, but for some reason, the math of it escapes me. But as of course, Lucas was 100% on the money. So yeah, I've, I've definitely been wrong before, especially when it comes to my buddies. Like, I don't like <laughs> saying it's like, no, dude, you're out. And if it's like, even yeah. there's a slimmer of, if there's a glimmer of hope, I'm like, no, you, you totally got it. The, the math works out. <laughs> um, oh, bless you. Bless so you, bless that's, you. Uh, that's come back to bite others more than me, I, I would say. <laughs> All um, right, fair. So, but but I'm fairly confident in it. Uh, the pressure's off. I'm going to just play as well as I can. And if, yeah, sure. um, depending on what happens, like on round six, I'm probably going to, shake my opponent's hand and wander off for an early dinner. Um, yeah. So round five, I get to play Ryan, uh, Ryan Janway, North Carolina yeah. playing the swarm. We've played before. Um, it, this is kind of the rubber match because we, I went down to, uh, to, to his house in the, to, to his local game store for regionals. And I, I think I beat him in top four there mm. and so this is this is his revenge game we are playing yeah. the moss eisley pick up the boxes and uh wonder to a drop-off point okay and he's got his uh swarm of riots yeah, yeah. it's uh <laughs> it's all six activations of riots it's the two officers it's all the trimmings yep um and he beats my face in like yeah the uh, the end score is significantly closer than the actual game was, and he's a good sport and lets me play out the whole thing. Um, yeah. It ended up going to time, but it's 38 to 30, but he won it like round two. At the end of round two, he he had it tucked away. Um, yeah. He scored six of the objectives for 24 points. He killed um, three jets and a... Wow officer i want to say for the other 14 um okay didn't touch vader didn't touch vader um again my vader had one excellent like round two where he he just ran amok for a while but it wasn't enough um and and he's very gracious in letting me like the game has been decided but he's very gracious in letting me keep playing um, I am convinced I'm going to see this in the cut round, either him or yeah. Terry. Uh, Fair point. And I like I am desperately trying to to glean its secrets as as we play, even though that particular game is a lost cause. Um, sure. Spoiler alert: I didn't glean any secrets. That, <laughs> like, that is just a tough list to play against. And that, and that, again, it's, that's a tough matchup, right? You're playing on a on a mission where it's not a control mission, but it's you have to spend actions to pick up boxes and bring them back. And he has got tons of units who don't really care about spending actions to pick boxes up. Yeah, right? yeah and that, who will easily make their points back. Um, yeah, easy. So, so, so the the map favors him a bit. Uh, he executes wonderfully. He keeps me tied up in the yeah. middle. 
Um, the the logistical arm of the empire shined that day. Uh, many mm. parcels were delivered. <laughs> Good. Uh, so I am four and one. I am still confident in my math. I am paired up uh, against Julian on the other Uskru mission. I want no part of this. I I shake his hand and mosey on to dinner. <laughs> um, yeah, the way the standings break out is I am four and two after Swiss. I am the top rated four and two. Um, although I think I am tied in strength of schedule with Nick Bodner and my extended okay. SOS was, uh, was a little better. Um, okay. So I am sixth. He is seventh. Uh, Ryan is top of the pack. Uh, Brett's up there. He made cut um, a, a scum hunters list is in there. Um, and a few lists, like a few lists. I don't remember. Okay. So uh, we go out. We have a good evening. We eat a big dinner. I pass out. Good. Um, <laughs> I am up and Adam for Sunday. Perfect. Uh, top eight. It's me versus Julian. Looks like I could not avoid this go. matchup. Um, there you go. However, instead of Uskru this time, it is the Tarkin weapon pickup mat. Uh, mm. A little history here. Julian beat me in the top eight of Nova last year. The end of that, no. the end game there was thirty-nine to forty. Oh, um, oh, he beat me flipping over a card with black market. Oh man! I, I believe, like <laughs> so, like he, uh, yeah. So, so, so this is a rematch, and I'm I, I kind of want this one a, a little bit more yeah. than most. He is playing a super creative build that's. Um, Han Dracata Kotun is the core. Yeah. Um, yes. And he, and I think this is a wonderful thing versus the Rebel Mirror match, right? I, uh, I think I had a slight advantage in matchup, and I think I had a slight advantage in map. Um, mm-hmm. This is another situation where I don't really touch Han. I am able to get to Dracata kind of top around two with Vader. And yep. then I can remove her with a jet, I think is how that played out. Um, it ends up going to time, which is kind of strange. There were two matches in this tournament for me that went to time. And I generally play fast enough to where that doesn't happen. Um, yeah. So so we get into like five minutes is called. We, we finish the round. We can sort of see that this is going to be the last round, although both Julian and I generally play really quickly. Um, and I can see that his only Avenue back to winning is to bushwhack a, a Vader with six, with six or seven damage on him. Okay. Um, okay. so Vader chokes somebody, I've forgotten who it was and then runs back into my deployment zone. Sure. And, uh, we go through that round and it ends up with me eight or ten points ahead, um, and uh, and I get my revenge from last year. So there you that go. Was, that was that, that was it. awesome. But that's another like, all right. The maps have reset. Round one, I drew one of my strongest maps, or top eight. I drew one of my strongest maps. Yeah. That means the five that are left. There's the two screw maps, which is going to be super tough sledding, and um, then the other Tarkin and the two Moss Eisley. Top four. Tarkin Rogue AI. Okay. All right. Uh, against 
Nick Bodner. Uh-huh. The plan is identical. Right? Yep. Control the middle, remove what material I can. Um, I'm able to remove Chewie in kind of a tricky way at a critical junction in the game. He forgets that he hasn't activated Jin and does something else, which lets a regular riot trooper just go bonk Jin on the head for like a point to kill her and pick up a, mm. and pick up a one of the bouncy tokens at the same time. Um, mm. So that's kind of a seven point swing in my favor, favor, and then I'm just able to control the middle as we slowly trade material. Um, yep. Fantastic. Uh, and it, it, was a, it was another really good game. Um, he always plays me pretty close. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the nature of those rebel heroes is that they're they're a little bit. I don't want to say like susceptible to swing, but like if they get lucky, like that's. I'm not saying rebels need luck to win. They don't need luck to win. But if they get lucky, like the swing that they get can really benefit them, right? As opposed to Empire is just consistent, right? You consistently have got what you need in order to like make make the trades that you need to make. Whereas if Han rolls a dodge, if Jin rolls a dodge, right? Like if he's got on the land when he needs to, just like all these like lucky breaks, that just really puts them ahead. You know, or it doesn't put them ahead. It just is, it, it confers more of a benefit than it would. Like there's no re, um, reciprocal benefit for Empire. They can't go on the land. They won't roll a dodge when it matters, right? I completely agree. And we're going to get like, that's actually going to play a factor in some of my decision-making in the final. Um, all right. All right. Well then I'll, I'll shut up and we'll, we'll keep going. We'll get to it there. There was one more thing. Oh, uh, you brought up kind of an interesting point though. Um, and this is something I've noticed about Chewbacca and the matchup against spies. Generally mm. our best, generally the best spy card is intelligence leak. And with yep. Chewbacca, you always know you're going to get a three-point card out of their hand yep so that's that came up in in one of the two matches against nick where i was just like and those first five intelligence leak shows up and i don't even have to think about it like i don't have to yep. wait for r2 to go scomp i was like i know i just want debts repaid out of there um, yeah absolutely. the only other thing oh. that i really don't like there is on the lamb yeah um Okay, let's let's just get rid of debts repaid and move on. Yep. Um, yep. Absolutely. Every right. time. So that that's kind of a weird downside to getting to pick your favorite command card to start with. Um, yep. I completely agree. So other things that have happened in the first two rounds, uh, Ryan, the one versus eight matchup is Ryan versus uh, Brendan Nagel, who is an Atlanta guy who is playing a Scum Hunters list. Um, okay. And the scum hunters are able to kill the riots. Like I think wow. I, of course I didn't see the game, but I I heard I think he killed either 13 or 14 of 14 possible riots including the two uh reinforcements. Reinforcement. Yeah. Holy smokes. So it was just apparently a shooting gallery. Um so and then he goes on to play Brett in the top 4. And Brett wins there. Uh, yep. Nick in his round in the round of eight is playing a rematch of the last round of Swiss, where he lost versus uh, Joe, and I've forgotten Joe's last name. Um, but Nick is able to get his revenge in the cut, and then he moves on to top four against me. Okay. So uh, Brett beats Brett 
beats Brendan, I beat Nick, we meet in the finals. Mm. Um, I'm sweating bullets. Neither yeah. Uthgrim mission has been picked. He's playing Han Rangers, and he plays Han Rangers about as capably as anyone can. Absolutely. Uh, so I think if it's either of those two missions, like the writing's on the wall. Um, if it is the Moss Eisley stand next to something, uh, I think that is my best chance. Uh, he is running a couple of smugglers, so he can move crates about as well as I can. Yep. Um, if it's the Moss Eisley crates mission. It's the Moss Eisley crates mission. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll I, take I, it. I avoided, yeah, I avoided Uscrew. There has been no Uscrew in the cut. Um, maybe it's all the clean living. I'm not certain. <laughs> That's but, it. That's it. <laughs> but that was um, phenomenally lucky. Because any of the three matchups that I end up having, Han Dracada, Han Chewie, or Han Rangers, I think eat me alive on Uscrew. Yeah, it's a tough matchup for you. So I, I dodged, like I dodged a bullet there. Um, I dodged three bullets, uh, and we get into it. We're chatting before Brett and I have played a bunch of. Brett and I have played um, a fair number of games. We've played four of them in tournament, and I won two when he was just starting to really play tournament IA. And then this season, he won two in the same regional in Glen Burnie, where he, mm. he beat me twice uh, when he was playing his Jedi Lucan version of this of this list. Um, and I was playing a, an, an early version of the Vader. So this is kind of this was kind of our tournament rubber match. Um, yeah. And he like we both set up kind of how we're both supposed to set up. Um, he has the, he takes sort of the indoor side. I have the desert. Um, I don't remember which one of us had initiative. He is moving, uh, Han and the Rangers kind of as far down that back alley as possible. Uh, or that's how he has them kind of set up. And then with the smugglers and Hera in their little side alley to open doors and pick up crates and, and wander back. Sure. Um, he must have initiative because he takes it at the top of two mm. as well. So, uh, but we open a bunch of doors and I have an avenue. Uh, he picks up a couple crates. Um, I do some maneuvering. I maneuver some jets into like kind of the safe zone that is behind that red square. Yeah. Just sort of north of the main hallway or what I think of yep. north. Um, and and I pack some jets in around there so they can do some stuff. And he has left Hera and a couple smugglers five away from uh, Vader. Mm. So the only thing is like my Vader has yet to go and his unit of arrangers has yet to go. Um, so my Vader goes uh, face-to-face. Like I move three, I face to face, so I have one movement remaining. Um, I one shot Hera, I think, yep. uh, or I I kill Hera with with um. Yeah, it, it, it's I one shot Hera. Uh, yeah, so she is gone, and that helps me against the Rangers a heck of a lot uh, yes, for two reasons. One, I am already up in their grill, so the way I end up positioning him, he can't get any re rolls with the Rangers. Mm. 
Um, he activates the rangers, sort of comes into the hallway a little bit, shoots Vader three times. Um, I pitch a bunch of cards, use Zillow, all the shenanigans I can think of. Vader uh, takes, I think, three damage after one focused ranger attack and two regular ranger attacks. Wow, that's um, not the trade Brett wants. No, it's not. Another important thing to note in round one, I intel leaked. Mm. And his hand was hot garbage. Uh, <laughs> so I, I feel a little bad for him there, but mostly very relieved. Uh, I end up pitching the only hunter card he has, heightened reflexes. Mm. Um, and on we move. Uh, he's arranged his rangers in kind of a little, uh, a little L by the other red piece of terrain in that main hallway, which is conveniently two away from where I'm standing into the round. I move to and punch a punch a ranger with my baby attack. Um, Han didn't have a shot because you'd played him fairly conservatively. Okay. Brett takes, um, he starts with the ranger group. He shoots with the ranger. I attacked and then moved the ranger. I, when that ranger moves, I parting blow to finish him off. Yep. Um, he shuffles around with the other two rangers. He can't get to a good spot to get rerolls with either of them. So he shoots and then splits them. One goes back to his deployment zone and one goes down south. Um, my Vader activation, I follow the one down south. Well, I, I, you know, I, I use unshakable to get rid of the stun. I take a strain, which is a card, which I think was grenadier, which was, uh, it sounds awful, but at this point I have removed two of his models. Um, I'm about to remove a third and he's not running a high model count list anyway. So I'm not going to get a super powerful grenade off. Great point. So like it's it's rough, but it's not the end of the world. Um, yeah. I wander down. I smack that ranger. I use looking for a fight and parting blow to finish him off. Okay. Um, and at this point, I'm up. Uh, and after some box shenanigans, uh, I think I'm up like 20 to 8 at one Ooh. point. So uh, has Brett removed, I mean, has he gotten boxes or is he two boxes. jets? Two boxes. Okay. The jets so are still rough spot for, Yeah, this is a yep. rough spot for Brett to be in. And, uh, like, it's a little misleading because Vader has a bunch of damage on him. Like, Han okay. got two or three unmitigated shots on him. Um, Vader's has, like, one left. And I think I've had to pitch every time to, to make that happen. So I have no command cards. Um, and Vader has one left. So that's kind of 13 points he has in the bag. Uh, we finish up. He goes up a bit. He kills Vader to get up um, 21 and then naps a jet. And in exchange for that, all I got, I think, was a uh, a smuggler and some damage on R2. Okay. Um, like a Vader or a, a jet took a long range shot at him sometime in round two, I think, just because he had nothing else to do or late round one. Um, and then Vader chokes R2 to set up the, I have overrun in my hand, um, just so I can get those three points if I, and I'm starting to do math at this point because, and this gets back to to what you talked about at this point, we have a sea of white dice on the table. Yep. Um, any or all of my attacks could completely whiff. Yeah. If I kill R2, I can turn in, um, six boxes and win, right? Was that it? 
you kill R2. And, and, and if I kill R2 at that point, and this may have been a little bit before the 20 to 8, but if I killed R2, I did the math. Like, I can I can turn in six boxes and win, yeah. and there are six boxes that I can turn in to do so. How, and how many songbirds um, does Brett have on the table at this point? I've killed one of them, so he okay. only has one. Okay. Um, he sat down one for take, and that left him open. Okay. Uh, then... I have this, after I choke R2, I have this jet go. He boops R2 on the head. R2's gone. Okay. And then he wanders towards Gideon. Because it's, it's one of those situations where if I killed R2, I could win with six and have some overhang, like I'd be at 43 or something. Yeah. Um, but if I also get Gideon, I can win with five. Yeah. All I have to do is run five boxes in at that point. And like two or three of them are, are pretty secure. And Brett's Brett like Han cannot kill that many figures. Han no. and one ranger cannot kill that many figures. Kill that many figures. Although they proceed to one shot, like almost everybody they look at, uh, but not enough. Like two of them, I think, take two shots okay. to do. And that was enough. Um Oh, and then so so this jet who booped R2 on the head kind of wanders over to Gideon and takes a shot. Let's see if I get lucky, right? Because if I can remove him and then get the jet back onto a box that a smuggler was carrying at one point, um, I'm threatening to turn that box in in his deployment zone yep. just the next time that jet activates. So Brett has to do something about that jet. And this can uh, free up the rest of my box carriers to, to get done. Um, yeah. I roll max damage. He rolls one block. Gideon falls over. So I was like, okay, that's that's super fortunate. Yes. Um, I retreat next to the box and kind of next to his terminal just as as a pain in the ass maneuver. Um, Han end of rounds that jet, which he has to. I think this is end of round three. He used tools for the job to add a red die. Uh, so it prevents me from using that jet to score on his turn or on, on sort of that next turn. Um, and then he needs to make like a super long range shot with the Ranger, uh, on an officer. I think it was, or no, it was on a, it was on a kind of an injured jet, okay. which he succeeds at. He knocks out a jet from like 11 or 12 away. Holy which was, was like Okay. That, that's good. But there's an officer right next to him. Who's not doing much. So he picks up that crate and hauls it in as well. Okay. Um, I haul in three more crates, and it ends up 40 to 35. Wow. I think. Because he is, he is removing material as fast as he can, but I can end crates just a little faster. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and that was, the, that was the whole shebang. And that was um, it. Yeah. And then Lucas is crowned the national champion. Yeah, that was, this one was sweet. I've not it. won anything at the, at the national level. Um, and while I enjoy, like while I really enjoy each regional win, this was this one was unique. Sure, I mean um, it's it's Nova, right? That's yeah. it's just a big deal. How many players were at the tournament? Do you know? Oh, actually, I knew that. So it was fifty-five, I think. I think it's a little lower than that. Yeah, well, there was some drops. Um, okay, not, so not think, in the Yeah, that was like I think how I many they had registered was fifty-five. And I, th- I thought it was in the mid or high forties. Yeah, that we actually had. I think you're right. Uh, but I don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, I think I think you are correct. 
Yeah, so this was like, it wasn't an order of magnitude larger, but sort of the largest regional I've ever won had 17 folks, and now this has 44. Um, so that, that felt really good. Yeah. Again, I got super lucky on the map matchups all throughout the tournament. Um, and, you know, I, I really enjoy two of the maps, and the other map is Uskru. So. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, Uskru. Oh, blessed Uskru. And the, the two times it came up were either, you know, I had a matchup that likes it even less than I do, or uh, I was able to just shake Julian's hand, right? A, a matchup that did not matter. Yeah, good point. Um, so that was... That was lucky. Awesome. Very, very awesome. Well, at the, at, at the conclusion of the tournament, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about the meta in terms of what you would do going forward just because of Lothal. But were there, what was the thing that surprised you the most about the tournament in terms of either your matchups, the meta? Like what, what was the, the, big, the big surprise there? There wasn't much of a big surprise, right? Uh, a lot of these players were at regionals or at worlds. The meta is uh, largely unchanged, although now Huda. Let's see. Now Huda rotated out for Tarkin. That was the one change since yep. Worlds, right? Yep. Um, so that hurts Han. That hurts long range lists a little bit and helps lists that can play tons of objectives and control the middle a little bit. Um, so, so the Vader list got some help there. I, like there wasn't a huge surprise. There was a ton of Han. Um, Were there any IGs? Did any IGs yeah. make the cut? Yeah, I think uh, Brendan's list was oh, okay. an IG. Based. Okay. Um, and then maybe two IGs made the cut. Okay. I'm not one or two. Okay. See, that surprised uh, me a little bit, but. I, I think I think there were a lot more people playing Han than IG. Yeah, I think that that was what it seemed to be. I think you're right on that mm-hmm. one. Well, good. Well, um, would there have been anything that you would have changed going into the tournament? Or I I I don't really think that is as applicable here because you're running a list that you have made that you have just tuned so well, right? It's not like there was additional a ton of additional experimentation you could have done. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, I'd also like at worlds i played han rangers and that was a debacle um so it was sort of a well i don't think that this vader list is actually the best list available yeah um simply because of how and this may just be a lucas problem i don't know how to play this crew <laughs> like any list <laughs> yeah. uh i think i may have played that map i don't know two dozen times and won two of them <laughs> so so it's a, uh, that, that's not your preferred choice like, obviously yeah so so having a list that also performs poorly on it is kind of doubling down into a weakness <laughs> um, it's like look point. neither me or this list know what to do with this so we're uh, <laughs> just gonna move on oh, um man. and uh and then again it plays to the the maps i'm better at yeah so um i actually think that I again, I feel like like Brett's list, the the Han Ranger double smuggler build was is probably the most versatile with these three maps. Yes, I agree. Um, I think the IG single weak way 
may not have quite enough bodies unless you are an absolute technician yeah. on Tarkin. Um, but it might. I mean, so I, Greedo. On, I can't play it that well. Yeah, I've I have struggled with it as well. I mean, Greedo on Tarkin is bonkers. I mean, you've, you're taking it. You're taking it. Awesome. Yeah, you're taking this stupid, stupidly efficient figure and making him even more <laughs> stupidly efficient, right? But I think you're generally right on that score. Equays don't really want to move out in order to pick up weapons because they're going to get exploded by anything, right? So, the, like, the, but the Jawa's good. The Jawa's right? good. That's a great point. I think that's that's one interesting thing that Tarkin, and because we're going to be playing with this a while, it may, like, it won't be as, as completely trivial as talking about some of the older, the, the figures that we're not going to see quite as much. Yeah. Um, Tarkin, especially on the weapon pickup, especially helps bad figures, not bad figures, figures with, Weaker attacks, yeah, right. Um, giving Vader an extra red die is fun. <laughs> sure, that's uh, I'm, I'm not exactly certain <laughs> if I'd call it the best use. It's kind of overkill. Why is he spending an action yeah. to pick that up instead of just kill somebody? Uh, but suddenly, like a smuggler picks up a blue die and is now a very valid range threat, yeah. or a smuggler picks up a red die and is just going around napping people. That's exactly um, right. So it's like the the e or the regular riot that I had that picked up that red die, who's now rolling red, red, blue. Oh, um, it's just like, okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. <Smack. laughs> so, so Tarkin in a lot of ways really benefits cheap figures, right? The non-elites. Yeah. Um, especially when we got out of worlds where we saw that everything was centered around kind of this queen piece. Yeah. Uh, Vader, Han, or IG. That's a great point. So, so it's interesting how Tarkin uh, incentivizes the other kinds of figures. I like right? that. The, the cheap bodies. That is a, um, a very great point. What, um, with this being the case, let's transition to this right now. Tell me where, where you think the meta is going to go. It seems like a Spectre has... I, I will admit, I have been kind of taken aback at how good Spectre is as we've actually been playing it. I mean, when it was spoiled, obviously... It appeared to be good, but how good? I'm like, well, it's only six activations, right? And that six activations, six figures, even though this plus one damage, plus one block is super good, right? Like hunters, hunters can remove figures, right? And if this list loses figures, then you've gone from six to five. And I just, I, I short sold it, but we've played it a bunch and man alive. That list is, it's the most efficient stat line ever, right? Like it takes Vader's stat line and gives it to you know, five units. And so, you know, it turns out that's pretty good. Tell me what you think about it. Um, I was a little, I was more focused on Nova, so I haven't had quite as many reps. Okay. I think it is a very good list. I think it's going to be a gatekeeper list. Mm, uh, I think, point. you know, as, as you've seen some of the Slack chatter, I think it is designed very intelligently at FFG, especially if, if this is towards the end of the life cycle of Imperial Assault as a game, yeah. to give people an entry point into a, like a top-tier competitive list with minimal investment. Great point. Right? That's so that's, I think that's their goal. I think they succeeded at their goal. Um, I think... It is a, uh, I think it's going to be a, I guess, like a gatekeeper list. You're going to see a lot of it. Mm. So if you're playing it, you're going to have to know what to do in the mirror match. Yep. Which I think comes down to, like, okay, so there's some importance about that one point splash that you have, and there is probably an optimal choice there, but I think it's mostly going to come down to positioning and target priority. Yep. 
whatever the target priority to deal with Spectre Cell ends up being, whoever can execute that better or keep their the super valuable stuff away from the other person um, better is going to be the winner. I think you're right. There. I think it is... Like I think it suffers from the same problem that elite armies in a lot of war games suffer from, mm. is that every single loss hurts. Great point. Right? We saw the exact opposite of this in the Carolina Swarm. Like, I, who cares if I lose a riot trooper? Yep. I got between eleven and thirteen others coming at you. Right. Um, so I think that where I think it's going to be weak is going to be or what not weak because i think it's always going to be pretty solid uh where i think some of the uh some of the weaknesses may lie is if you can find a list that deals massive burst damage right um anything that can just sort of get over that static plus one or some of the defensive shenanigans it has yeah uh that's gonna help right i'd, I'd think that dink and dunk lists uh, kind of like the the riot swarm are going to be worse off. Yeah. I think that jet troopers are going to be worse off. Yep. Um, anything that relies on putting two or three damage on a figure reliably, that's going to be bad against it. But three die figures with access to command cards that can really boost damage will help. Yeah. Uh, so this leans towards hunters. Yeah, I think you're. I think that's right. I think that super live scenarios will hurt it. And by that you mean like, um, like things where you can score a ton of points. Objectives. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Moss Eisley boxes. Yep. Right. Uh, they're going to have to go hunt. Like if you can tie them up with some units and score a bunch of points with others, um, because even though they get that kind of six and a half activation, uh, that may not terribly help them on objectives. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, other than that, I think it's all strengths. Like, their defensive shenanigans are strong. Yep. Their damage output is through the roof. <laughs> <Yep>. um, <laughs> I think they can, like, I think they can knock out swarm lists because they have, uh, what, four and a half guns? Yep. Five and a half guns? Yeah, I mean, like, that, that fifth gun, like, Hera's, well, I mean, with the plus one, she is, her, her attack is not bad. It is certainly like, not bad. And if you get Chopper in there, heck, it may be all guns. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. Like, great. Seven guns. <laughs> yeah, like all, all the guns, right? Yeah. Uh, so and so they can take out like swarmy lists, like the kind that um, Ryan and Terry were playing. Yeah. But their individual damage profiles are high enough that they can like easily put take out big chunks of something like Vader. Yep. Yep. Or IG. So I think I, I we played oh, a yeah, game we played a game where um I was playing against Scott and I brought IG up with Blaze in order to you know put some damage on people and he was able to two shot him with he was able to two shot him with um, Ezra you know and yeah. like that was it and I I, I mean like IG is not the su- super durable that's not crazy I mean Han could two shot IG but we're talking about Han right as opposed to a ten point figure who. You know, like has just he has got a very, very strong, very consistent offensive profile, and it it was not apparent that rebels were going to get a ton of additional things like that, right? In terms of you don't need focus; they're just going to have a super solid hit. But man, alive, they've all got a super solid hit. 
And I, th- I actually think this, this list is super important in playing and changing the play style for Rebels. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It, it's had Gideon since release. Yep. Had C-3PO shortly after release. Yep. These two have been in the majority of super competitive Rebel lists. Yes. Vast so having some, Yeah, so having something where you're not spending around basically readying up for the fight starting in round two yep um that really changed the dynamic and i think in a good way i agree i totally agree uh i don't i'm interested to see how effective some of the point manipulation shenanigans are yeah um empire generally breaks a little late Right, and people figuring out what to do with it. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, we'll see if there's anything there. I like all the pieces that the Empire got. Thrawn, right? the Death Troopers. Thrawn and the Elite Death Trooper. I'm not sold on the little one. Yeah. But I mean, this just maybe due to due to ignorance. Um, sure. I like that Thrawn is a support figure that doesn't require like. Uh, adjacency or like a uh, positional proximity to the figures that he's supporting. Great point. Um, I don't know if he's gonna like, is adding a couple damage tokens gonna be enough? The empire doesn't have a huge amount of three die attacks to really try and purse through specter cell. Maybe we look at the, like uh, the ATDP I think is going to feature heavily. Maybe we take another look at, uh, E-Centuries. Um, I agree with all of that. Someone poke Heaver to see what he's doing with E-Centuries because he had a fun, he had a really fun list with them in regionals um, and they're still pretty efficient. Yep. Um, like maybe, like maybe E-Riots can still do something, not so much because they're going to put through a lot of damage but because they're going to put through one damage, which means they're going to put through one strain, yep. and it means they're going to be weakened, yep. uh, because that whole list seems fairly surge-dependent to me. Uh, I mean, they've all got amazing surges, right? And so... Yeah, yeah. Like, you're not going to waste any surges, yep. so robbing them of one seems good. Yep. Um, in that same in that same light, handing out, if you want to use your power tokens defensively, handing out surge... Like, no surgy tokens seems better than block tokens. Yeah, because they'll just pierce um, through it anyway. Yeah, exactly. You can only Zillow once, yeah, right? Exactly right. So, hmm. so it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be a fun puzzle to figure out. Um, I don't think there is a set, like, rock, paper, scissors style answer. Yeah. Or at least I haven't found it yet. Yeah, I mean, I think people, the, the first, it seems like the meta response is always, well, let's see how it does against hunters, right? So like a strong hunter alpha. Let's see how it does. And yeah. our, our preliminary testing on that is that it's still really, really it's good. Like pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's still, I mean, I've, I played, um, Scott and I played two games. I was playing IG double pirates. I'm not, I don't think IG is the answer against these guys. I'm not um, certain any King piece or queen piece is. Yes, I think that's exactly right. I, it. I think you will find other things that are more effective. I think things like Onar, like match yes. up really nicely against them. It's yeah. cheap. It's a ton of hit points. So the pierce doesn't matter because I have no defense die. Yep. Um, I have a way to do unmitigated damage. 
yep. which is kind of nice uh, in my rush, and I just have a big enough attack that I'm going to get through some of the defensive shenanigans. Yep, exactly. I have that access is... to um, damage-boosting command cards. Yep, exactly right. I mean, and that is kind of where I, I think that's it, right? Like, it's just going to ha- – we're going to have to see if the efficiencies of hunters in their offensive – like, just these – offensively efficient for their cost units are going to be able to do it. So Greedo, Pirates, Hondo. Hondo's been, Hondo's interesting. I mean, if you're not Hondo's paying him good. Points, yeah, that, that like, plus two. Whew. He's going to hit. But you, like, um, so I haven't meted this out on the table. I'm not certain you should ever pay Hondo's cost. Oh, or at least I think the times when you should pay the two points are much, much smaller than the times when you should not pay the two points. Yes, I completely agree. Um, so I think I think a lot of times he's just going to look like Bosk with three dice. Yeah, wow. he, just, he just gets that plus two. <laughs> yep. Oh man, that's a uh, ooh, that's scary. That is very, that, very like scary. Bosk right. with a blue die. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's true. I mean, the, the problem with paying him is that if you pay him, he still has got the chance to. I mean, most of the time he's just going to kill whatever he's shooting at. Right, so you have in effect given him two points to kill your unit, and that's not worried. That, obviously, those are not the trades you want to be making. So, and certainly, if you're playing something like if you're playing weak ways, or if you're playing uh, any one of the imperial troopers, or um, you know, why would I pay you half the cost of something yep. that's a- that you're or two thirds the cost of something, or the entire cost of something right. that you're probably just about to remove? Yep. Exactly right. Anyway, um, so there's probably a fun bit of math to be done to figure out, like, for your list, what breakpoints do you pay Hondo and what breakpoints do you not pay Hondo uh, if he turns out to to be in a lot of places in the meta? Yeah. Which I think he will be. I think so. Really good. I I do as well. I think so as well. I think you'll actually see everything in this wave, even the cats. Yeah. I think that the I think, maybe not the regular death. Group. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, I think the the, the creature swarm. I, I I think the problem there is not necessarily that it's not good, but that it has just no one. I don't think anyone has ever really tried to make creatures work because the only creature that was ever really worth trying was the bantha, and everything else was more. Oh, it's fun, like the rancor. It's fun, but you like that's not the thing you want to be bringing to a major tournament in which other people are running hunters, right? So it'll be really interesting to see how all of those things break out. It will be. I'm looking forward to seeing what, um, and I've really enjoyed your work here on sort of chronicling the store championships. Oh yes. Right. Cause I'm curious to see like what trends emerge as we get through. Um, and, but cause we haven't actually seen this carried out yet. Right. Yeah. In the last two or three weeks, we haven't seen specter cell for days. We've seen kind of a weird mix. Well, so the actually, I should say, what, what we've seen is that since Spectre Cell has actually won every single store championship, but but I, I, I'll, I'll just give a, a quick little summary. So what happened was there was a store championship in Portland um, on August 25th and one in Glendale, Arizona. Both of those were run won by Spectre Cell. Then you won um, Nationals with Unshakable Vader, and German Nationals was won by Han Rangers. But both of those tournaments, for the premier tournaments, um, Spectre Cell wasn't legal. But then there were two more store champs on the 6th and on the 8th. We had one here in Salt Lake City. And there was one in Poland. Both of those were won by Spectre Cell. Ours was a little bit wow. weird. Ours was a little bit weird because um, of how we had a few players who had some buys that we, we gave out because they're going to be late. You know, we, uh, just one of those things. And yeah. um, so there was 
five of us that were three and one um, at, at the tournament, but the person who had the highest strength of schedule, that was Spectre Cell. Actually, it was the two players who had the highest strength of schedule with Spectre Cell. So, I mean, it's it's making a dent. I don't know. I don't think it's... I, I, this is so preliminary, though. It is tough to know where exactly we're at. Mm-hmm. My... You know, my hope for it is that it is almost always a competitive list. Yep. Um, have you played any Magic at all? No. There was like there was a concept back when I played that was kind of uh, a deck archetype called Red Deck Wins. Okay. Um, and this was a very simple to play kind of archetype that was very efficient at dealing uh, dealing damage. Mm. So the games would be short. Um, and any time, or for a lot of the times when there was a huge mix-up in the meta... Uh, this archetype was super viable because mm. no one quite had it figured out yet. Yeah, uh, the, the game has definitely been refined in the last decade since I played, and people are much faster off the jump. Yeah, than they were ten years ago now. Um, but I'm I'm hopeful that Specter Cell ends up kind of like that. Mm. It's like don't know what to take. Well, take Specter Cell because yep. it's a fun list with meaningful choices. Yep, both tactically and strategically. Absolutely, um, I completely agree. My, I don't think it's going to be super overpowered. Like I don't think we're looking at the return of uh, four by four, where there's there's this one list that you play. Yeah, right. I I don't I don't oh. think so either. If anything, just because there is always hunters, right? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that is I I completely agree. Well, Lucas, we want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and again breaking our brains open with your amazing knowledge. Well, thank you again for having me. It's always a blast to come on and chat. Well, we, we love having you. We want to encourage everyone to join us on the Slack channel by sending an email to zionsfinestia at gmail.com and supporting us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash zionsfinest. And because Lucas brought it up, I want to remind people that we have been trying to collect the OP results for everyone who plays Imperial Assault. So it's not just like a U.S. thing. We've got a lot of results from Europe, I guess, is actually the primary other place where we're getting them from. Um, but what we're trying to do is if you've got a store champ, or if you have a kit tournament that's got that, that is well attended, we would love to get the information from that. What I'm looking for is top four lists, primarily number of players who won, where it was at, just like the general information. But it's really, really awesome to be able to see like where how the meta has gone, right? Like uh, Lucas brought up the scum points list, the points manipulation list that has really seen a resurgence in the summer. It's unclear how much of that was people not wanting to play IG or Vader or Han, right? But it's clearly been doing well. Spectre Cells, obviously, we will be able to see the mark that it is making on the tournaments as we're gearing up for regionals. I've also been uh, collecting the regionals results from last year. So if you've got regionals, you can go and check on the organized um, play doc. And if we don't have it in there, I would love to get that information. So if you've got any results, please let me know either on the Slack channel, on the forums, on Facebook, just wherever you can get a hold of me. We'd love that. Again, Lucas, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much, Kenny.